0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Every four years, uh, you start looking for excuses to take the afternoon off work so you can watch uh, whatever game is on with the, with the World Cup. It's been a heck of a tournament, and uh, now we know who's going to be playing in the championship this weekend. And uh, Paris is celebrating, as you might expect, uh, in advancing to the World Cup finals for the second uh, tournament in a row. We'll see if they're still celebrating in Paris uh, after the weekend. Uh, certainly, they're the defending champions, and, and you got to figure that uh, there's an awful lot of momentum behind them. It's been, a, a, as we mentioned, a heck of a tournament, and uh, promises to be an incredible final. Uh, joining us to talk about this is Joshua Cloak, who is a journalist uh, with The Athletic, who is covering uh, the World Cup. Uh, Joshua, thank you for the time. Uh, in, in all the years you've been covering this sport, and you know the, it's the beautiful game, and, and has been beautiful in many ways during this tournament. I don't know that we've seen a tournament like this with as many upsets, especially in in the early stages.
1: Yeah, I'm inclined to agree, and I think a lot of that is is due to the fact that you know this tournament is just coming at such a strange time. Normally, you know, there's the the, the tournament happens in the summer, and and there's a few weeks of buildup. Um, the training camps are much longer, um, so there's an opportunity for you know good teams to to gel um there's also you know there was a ton of injuries to a variety of teams or a variety of players on different teams you know given that this tournament is in the middle of the European season um and I think that just kind of adds to you know the wackiness of it all um you know the the, the upsets early on I mean it's it wasn't that long ago that that Saudi Arabia upset Argentina in their first game and and people were wondering if Argentina had any chance to you know to advance to, to get as far as they have and and again now we're looking at Argentina's in my mind probably the favorite um on Sunday. So yeah, it's I think it's just the byproduct of of the World Cup being um at such a strange time uh, in the year.
0: It, it, that's got to be an element to it too. And and you're right. I mean, that, that first loss of of the Argentinians uh, had a lot of us scratching our heads, like, Whoa, what's happening here. It kind of reminded me of the one, what was it? Two tournaments ago, I guess uh, when Italy got knocked out, it didn't even make it into, into the qualifying round. So you, you have to wonder what's going to happen in situations like this. But I, I, I the sentimental favorites here, I, I, one of the, I think the subplots do all of this. And you mentioned Morocco just a second ago. Of course, they, they fell to France uh, in the, in the semifinal game. Uh, but what a gutsy performance by the squad
1: yeah look there's there's always one of those teams um that that I think goes into the semifinals goes a little further than you'd think um you know i i I kind of think back to you know two thousand and two and when, when turkey and and um South Korea were in the semifinals and um you know that, that's kind of what 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 good tournament teams do is they just. They kind of they get hot and they just improve as the tournament goes on. You know, I was in Qatar covering Canada, so I saw Morocco play Canada. And I, I can say confidently that the the that Moroccan team that beat Canada 2-1 did not look like the same team that, you know, upset Spain and and you know gave gave France a pretty decent run. Um so I I think that was part of the 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 key, the secret to Morocco is they just got better as the tournament went on. And you know, you mentioned sentimentalism. Look, they were the first African team to make it um, to the semifinals. And, and when that happens, when you feel like you have a lot more than just kind of the people in your home nation behind you, I think that does something that that propels a team. Um, you know, tactically, Morocco played really, really strong football. They were, you know, incredibly organized um, and disciplined um, off the ball and that's tough to do when when you factor in nerves and things like that but yeah full credit to morocco and i think that just kind of adds to you know the mystique of this tournament that you know you had an arab african nation go deep um a team that you know as you said a lot of people could get behind
0: well, and you mentioned injuries, and I mean, and that was certainly a factor with Morocco too. I mean, one of these stars couldn't even play because of an injury, and then uh, Sayas went out what twenty one minutes in. it felt so badly for him as he limped off the pitch. They figured, okay, he's not coming back, and and uh, if I okay, you know, they're, they're going to fall apart, but they didn't. Uh, you know, I gave up a goal in the first five, couple of minutes of the of the match, uh, but they hung in there, and and I, I thought, you know, they they themselves very well, but uh France is such a powerhouse and uh, such a team built on speed that you know that you could see why they're the defending champions and they, they certainly showed that uh even when they defeated England uh, they just seem to have that ability to transition and move up the field faster than most other teams in the tournament
1: I mean to me France's depth um is is what kind of has gotten them as far as as they've you know, gotten. Um, they lose Lucas Hernandez. Um, you know, one of the best defenders in the tournament. Uh, very, very early on in the tournament, to injury. You know, obviously Paul Pogba, Conte, other players, other midfielders. You know, out of the out of the squad because of injury. Look, I think the the reason that that France um, does well is that there's an immense amount of talent on this team arguably the best player in the world Kylian mbappe uh antoine griezmann is just having you know the tournament of his life right now but this team buys into a little bit more of uh I, I i guess the easiest way to call it is a, is a defensive kind of shape um they don't attack as as kind of all out with the, the kind of attacking fervor that you might expect from from teams that have this kind of talent so when you match that ability with a buy-in to, to a you know a structured system, generally those teams go a long way and look, you know it, it it's interesting because it's rare that teams who win um you know go as deep as they have you know in in 20, 10 um, Spain wins and then they're out in the not they're out in the group stage then you know in 2014 2014 Germany win and then they haven't been able to get out of the group stage since Um, it's it's very very hard for teams to to repeat especially when teams have injuries but um, yeah there is there's something special about this French team they just you know they they were there they know how to do it they understand that resolve Um, and again when you match that resolve with ability and buy into a structure um, you know that's 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 a recipe for success.
0: Well, and it starts, uh, as you say, right, right in goal. I mean, the, the, Lloris has just been an outstanding player. I know that he's, I guess, tied now for the leading number of appearances in a World Cup. But he's, he's made the big stops when he's had to.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, goalkeeping isn't something you kind of think about um, a lot when it comes to really, really, really good teams. Um, but it's going to be important when you're playing, you know, the – the likes of of Lionel Messi um, who seems to be on a mission as well i'm sure we're going to talk about argentina but mm-hmm. um Lurice, uh, again to me what what sticks out about Lloris is is the poise and and you get that by having been there before um so it's a you know sometimes there's turnover in in teams that that have been there before but you know Lloris is is seems like kind of the emotional heartbeat of this team right now and that poise again can go a long way
0: well let's let's talk about the other guys uh and, and specifically we'll talk about messi here uh the, the consensus is he's, this is, is gonna be his last uh, world cup that's gonna be it for him uh and the comparisons between he and Maradona i i guess they're gonna continue on you know intofinm but uh the number of games number of goals scored uh, but the one that always stood out is well Maradona won a world cup and, and Messi hasn't uh and that seems to be his mission this year
1: yeah because i I genuinely believe if if um you know if you're the type that that believe championships are important to a player's legacy um and and i'll let you know listeners decide whether how they feel about that but if you are the type to to believe that players need you know championships to to be considered the greatest of all time i think that's probably the only thing standing in lino messi's way um is a world cup um i I think it's kind of a given that if, if Argentina do win on Sunday um, the the floodgates will open and there will just obviously be tons and tons of people calling Lionel Messi the the greatest player of all time. I mean, you can make a case right now. um, When you look at a, his longevity, he's been doing this for so long. There's been, you know, not a lot of drop off in the quality of his play. I mean, he's 35 years old um, and he's arguably the best player in this world cup um you know he's been the best player in the world for what feels like a generation Mm -hmm. um when you match that with 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 this you know kind of just like let's just call it god-given talent that i don't think a a lot of players in the world can can you know hold a candle to when you add in you know the world cup into there um you know that the world cup is something that that cristiano ronaldo uh, never won and and like you said Maradona has um for me Maradona is you know a top three player of all time so I think that just adds to you know you mentioned before that the sentimentalism I it's hard right now for me you know not really having a horse in this race it's hard to root against Leno Messi um just because he's done it for so long because the talent is there because um you know I, I guess just from the outside the ego isn't there either. Um, and he just seemed like I, I being there in, in Qatar, I, I went to uh, see Argentina play three times and I've never had an experience at a sporting event, like being around Argentine, Argentine, Argentinian fans. Um, the, the passion is, is unmatched. Um, the fervor is just unrivaled. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're in the stands and you can feel the stands kind of bumping up and down just because of you know the the passion that the singing that these guys bring um so it's it's kind of hard to root against that for me just because you you know you know that that messi has you know the weight of an he's he's felt the weight of an entire country on his shoulders for years but it just feels now like that 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 entire nation is pushing him in a way that they probably weren't before and and that's why he's Again, for sentimental reasons, he's—you—you he, you kind of feel like you want him to get one, right?
0: Oh, absolutely, and 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 your point's well taken. I mean, he—he he obviously went away with the pressure and the way that the nation is is counting on him, I, and that'll crush some athletes. And I know you've seen that happen over the years, not just in 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 football and soccer and baseball or anything else. Other people rise to it. I mean, he's getting better as this tournament's gone on. He's not playing like he's thirty-five years old, is he?
1: no the the word i keep using is he he's he looks like a man possessed right i think he he looks like a man that knows um a person that knows that you know his legacy is 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 being made kind of in in front of him in front of his eyes um you know the the kind of passes that he's been able to pull off um these are passes that that players 10 years younger than than him make um so it's a, it's it's a testament to his longevity Um, but yeah, it just seems like Lionel Messi is just not going to allow this team to lose. And it's, it's reminiscent to me of, of, you know, Michael Jordan. Um, that's, that's the only comparison I can kind of come up with because, you know, Michael Jordan had, excuse me, some tremendous players around him, but there were games, um, with those great bulls teams in the nineties, you know, I can think about, you know, the flu game for one, um, where it just. It, it seemed like every single time Michael Jordan had the ball, things were just going to go his way. And it it, it that's what I see from Lionel Messi too, is that there's this kind of, you, you know, I, I know this sounds hokey, but it just, it, there's there's something very supernatural about the way it's, it's all unfolding. You know, it, it seems like he's got destiny on his side and it just seems like he is willing this team to win this Argentine Argentina team to win um in a way that again very few players uh, i don't know if there's any players alive now that that can do what what he's doing uh because again it just it seems like he has destiny on his side and he's he's matching that with his
0: talent absolutely well we will find out sunday for sure just what's going to happen josh well as always thank you so much for this i really appreciate your insight into this
1: oh anytime thanks so much
0: Take care. Joshua Cloak from uh, The Athletic, who was over there in Qatar uh, for the early stages of the tournament anyway. Uh, And, of course, as we mentioned, the consolation game goes on Saturday then the final on Sunday. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900-CHML.